When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. All right, my talkers, thanks for hanging out with us on this rainy Tuesday afternoon. But you know what? Lori and Julia are here to brighten things up for us today. We've got two hours ahead here of some great entertainment to get to. And let's start out with a little bit of Where the Car Dads Sing, huh? we got some special news about this coming out, right, guys? Well, right, Lori. So um, I was talking about this in the double wide loudly. Um, yes. to myself and Jess is sitting right across from me and I'm like, oh my gosh, you got to come and watch where the crowded thing, the trailer came out today. And this was one of our favorite books and many people's favorite books. It came out in 2018 and she literally has just finished reading it. So she is just re- got it from the library and read it. And she said the woman, the author, Dila Owens Delia Owens used used to be a science writer. And so this was her first literary novel. And the initial printing was only supposed to be for 28,000 copies. In 2019, it sold more print copies than any other adult fiction or nonfiction um, book. According to the New York Times, by the end of the year, it had sold more than 4.5 million copies and the book hit the milestone of 10 million copies somewhere in February last year. So it really has been a huge deal. And so what happens? Hello Sunshine options it. And mm-hmm. Reese Witherspoon and, and Sarah, who we met in the Ever Eve catalog, um, optioned this with Hello Sunshine. Um, and so usually what she's been doing, her projects have all been like limited series on television. And this mm-hmm. is the first one, it sounds wild, that she is making into a theatrical film debut. And people are saying maybe she wants some um, Oscars. But it's going to debut on July 22nd. And we got a little taste of a song that Taylor Swift is doing in the movie. So this is part of the trailer. And in this trailer, you'll hear her singing. That's where we get these little tidbits. So you're going to hear a little trailer and then some Taylor. And trailer, which is... <laughs> Taylor trailer. Trailer. Trailer trailer. It's a grant, you're catching on. I like it. Here we go. And did we post this so yes. people can watch it? It's all posted. Okay. Yes. Every creature does what it must to survive. Oh, Ooh. do you remember reading this book and how much fun it was? Some I read books. It in Hawaii. Did you I read re- it here? Really? I did. Wow. I read it on a day. A day. Uh, one day. Of course you did. Day. You're such a bragger. Well, because I had the whole day, yeah. and even though Lady Exercise hadn't been born yet, uh, in 2018, she was practicing, not exercising. And I just re- me, loved reading that book so much. And while Where the Crawdad Sings isn't a true story, it is allegedly loosely inspired by a murder that took place in Zambia 
Well, Delia Owens uh, lived there, and she's like in her 70s, and she and her husband, who she's from, divorced from, they did all kinds of, you know, book secrets in the Savannah, Cry of the Kalahari. They did all this studying of, of animals and, and, and uh, the natural habitat in, in Africa, and it's her debut novel, and Where the Crawdad Sings, refers to a place far, uh, far in the bush where critters are wild, still behaving like critters. And indeed, the untamed North Carolina marshland setting is, is you know, is a huge part of the story where the crawdad sings. And and what it is, it's it's a, a young woman is abandoned by her family and has a raised raises herself alone but she stays in the march marshes because she doesn't want to go live and be a foster kid or anything else so she kind of lives mm -hmm. off the grid and then someone is found dead in the marshes and they want to frame it on her it is so good i'm so excited about this and it comes yeah. out july 22nd yeah the same day as um jordan peele's uh horror novel oh. i think it's called nope Oh, geez. So, but different audiences, right. you know. Totally. Too, You'll go to both. <laughs> yeah. Different audiences, but not for Lorraine. She'll go to both. Well, Lori, I, I texted Lori last night, Grant. I finally, I finished 19, excuse me, 1883. Oh, so you got oh. the payoff. Oh, come on. I still want to, I just want to cry right now. I know. What a story. And, and literally when they go... I, I'm not giving anything away because we know that the family is based by Yellowstone in mm -hmm. Montana. Paradise Valley mm -hmm. is, mm -hmm. I just was there with my sister. My sister lives in a valley over. Um, it just shows you how lovely every the, the people, I mean, what a hard life. You kind of summed it up for me, Lori. That is, it's on Paramount, Paramount Plus. I just, I couldn't breathe. It, I couldn't breathe. I stayed up till together. one o'clock. It very well came yeah. together. Mm -hmm. Perfectly. It really did. And it is also about, you know, the circle of life and death. And it just, all of the slowness and, you know, kind of the pacing of it really came together in the last three episodes. Mm. It was just so moving and so, such a great show. Oh, I was up very, very late crying. I know. I, oh. I I was in. I was a puddle the whole entire time, and it's like good tears. Right, mm -hmm. right. You're right. And I have to say something about Faith Hill and Tim McGraw. They were great. They really were. They were great. They? they were great. And and um, so the young oh, woman they, who plays their daughter, and of course Sam Elliott. Yep. And, and I, I was mean, in love with Sam, the um, young man that she liked i just i i love that i love that show people if you're looking for a yummy show yeah stick with it it feels kind of slow but it that is a deliberate part of the storytelling yeah taylor sheridan is something yeah, all right people is. when we come back it is time for random thoughts this is laurie and julia on my talk is random thoughts he looks like that puppet i don't know he's had cheeky implants it's just random that's all it is okay so we've been seeing Jared Leto and a couple other actors, you know, doing Gucci fashions and some other people. Isn't he the Versace? Face of Gucci? Yeah, I think he is. Donatella Versace, men that are wearing Versace. All the men 
We've Harry Styles, of course, has been doing this for quite a few years. They're wearing what looks seemingly like the old polyester flare pant from the 70s that we grew up oh. with. But with oh, a so ni- happy. with a better twist and everything. So Lori shot me this um, this article. It's in GQ right now. It's in Esquire. The return of the flared pants for men was inevitable. And it's happening right now. And here's how to prepare. Now, Grant, have you ever in your lifetime worn a flare pant? I know my boys haven't. You mean like like a bell bottom type yeah. flare? No, yep. no. Well, okay, okay. That honest, I was a very young, small man when I was growing up, and there was a point in time <laughs> where I could not fit in the kids, but I couldn't fit into adult jeans. So I honestly, there were a couple pairs of pants in junior high because I was this weird, small, little, dainty kid that I had to fit into some girls' jeans that my mom got me because they were cheaper and they worked. Right. And they had a little bit of a bell bottom on them. And I remember being embarrassed and I made my mom take the tag off because I didn't want my friends to know that they were girl pants. Sassoon or, or so, chic. So yes, I did. Unwillingly in those days when you didn't have a choice. Yes, I did. Well, I love a flared pant on a guy. I know. Yeah. it. So here's why you, you men out there are going to have to embrace this at some point. Because I remember when Skinny's first came out and then I watched it evolve down to my boys. You know, there's mm-hmm. a timeline that it takes for these things to go through the pop culture zeitgeist to get to you know, my kids are a little slow right. in fashion. So every right. person is doling out fashion advice and trickery, but women have known this and Lori's been telling me this for years. Ditch your skinny jeans and get a little flair, Julia. You need a little flair. So what it it's trickery. It flatters most body types having a little flair at the bottom. It also allows you to put your boot over, you know, your leg over boots. It I have kind of a flair on today over um, you know, all the other things that you've had to just have your legs stick out kind of. It's they yeah, just look the flare, good. A flair isn't doesn't mean it's a bell bottom. It's no. not a full Mm-mm. on bell bottom. No. It's just a Flare and Sarah Rogers for years has always said to us, if you're a little fuller on the bottom, a flared pant or jean is more flattering to anybody's figure, men or women. But people get all worried that flare means, ah, 70s bell bottom, and it doesn't. It doesn't at all, but I just want people to know... It is out there. The Wrangler brand, the dress jean, you know, the Wrangler, the cowboy brand has been Mm -hmm. a cowboy cut, which is really kind of a flare. Oh, yeah, 100%. So a cowboy cut basically has always been a flare because it needs to go over the cowboy boots. Or red, if you got work boots, you know, red, you know, those uh, uh, red Red wing wing. boots. Yeah. And a lot of those, you know, I've seen that a lot. Yeah. I could, I could, I could, I could, I could uh, adapt this if need be. Mm-hmm. If I got some if boots. You, if we're going to see you wear your stacked um, cowboy boots. I would wear them. I'd yeah. wear them. Absolutely. Because they wouldn't work with the pants. Because they never, it, you can't wear skinnies with them. No, so this work. is a good thing. Yeah, so the, let's, let's embrace it. Let's embrace it. Um, now, this is a weird thing to think about. We all know, we all know that we had prohibition. But I never realized how many years it was. Just a straight guess. How many years do you think prohibition went on for? I think it was like 10 or 12 years. 14 years you couldn't have a drink in public. It went on from um, 1919. The sale of beer and wine, you know, were, you couldn't do it. Hard liquor, um, whatever, I'm not going to read it, but it was on from 1919 until 1933. 
Wow. Can you imagine? That no, would mean... No, well, that's... I mean, it didn't stop people from making their potato vodka and exactly. the and running and all the states that bordered, like, Canada yep. were lucky because they were doing a lot of um, rum running, as it were, you know, from into Michigan, Minnesota, yes. Florida, any place that you could get it. Just... Yeah, it seems unbelievable to me that it was banned for that long. I'm glad I didn't live then. I know, Lori, right? Okay, um, a couple other things. There was a baby born on the freeway on Sunday on I-94 out in Woodbury. It was a mom's fifth child. Her kids come really fast, but can you imagine? Right on the freeway. That happened. Um, Casey delivered a baby. uh, I remember that. On on a freeway uh, in the the ambulance. I forgot about that. Oh, yeah. He said at one point he was trying to push the kid's head back in. He was so panicked because it was like his first <laughs> week on the job. <laughs> because the St. Paul Firefighters grant were EMTs. And so oh, I can just see, Casey, can you just keep your legs closed? We're almost there. <laughs> almost. I've got you. Just well, let's cross them over to keep them really tight in there. Start doing your Kegels. You know, can we do something? I can just see him pushing the head oh, back yeah. in. He's just like, no, 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 I, no, no, no. We're, yeah, he said it was so funny, but they did it. They delivered it. And so how weird. And you think of, remember, Seth Meyers' wife had their baby in the lobby of their apartment yes. building in New mm-hmm. York? In the lobby. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. that, I would, that would be a lot of stuff. So, Brittany, if you're listening, shoot for the hospital. Um <laughs> That'd be safe. Okay, so I don't even know how many years ago. I, it says 24 years ago in 1998 at the 18th Annual Razzie Awards. Mm-hmm. Um, worst picture and worst actor went to Kevin Costner for The Postman. And I barely remember that movie. I don't either. But then worst actress was Demi Moore for G.I. Jane, which I liked. I didn't think it was bad. Yeah. You did, did you think that was bad? Have you ever seen that, Grant? I didn't even, Julia, I didn't even see it. You no. didn't care. Bother. All right, mm-hmm. fine. Um, here's a little list of some lost skills because of technology. It it, it just was going to happen. Um, map reading. Oh, yeah. Isn't that sad? I loved a map. Well, I, letter writing, you know, Lori still does it. Yeah, Mental- I, I think with the maps though, like if you seriously were doing a road trip or something, I like need- the lay of the land to see it in a big well, you picture. You gotta have a map because not everywhere are there cell phone cell phone towers. Exactly. So- <laughs> we learned that Lori and I learned that when we were driving from Chicago to um, the Kentucky Derby through Indiana. Yep, there was no phone service or anything, but we had a lady give us maps. Remember yes, her books? We were so grateful. I know. I also like seeing the big, like, you know, the scale of how many miles it is, which I, it's hard to figure out on GPS. Um, here's right. other things. Using a compass. Think mm-hmm. of all those times you've been in the woods, Lori, looking to figure out where is north. <laughs> oh, no. You know what? I think you look at you look at what side the moss grows on a rock. Oh, look at you. That's up and where if there's... you're having your... Period. period. You, can, you use... can also tear off the moss and use it as a menstrual pad. Just <laughs> 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 Tip of the day. Remembering phone numbers. We already know this. I know Lori's. I know mine. I know my ex-husband's. And, and my mom's. mom's. That's it. Yeah. 
Don't know any. Like, Grant, do you know numbers? Oh, yeah. I mean, I th- there was a lar- large part of my life where I didn't have a cell phone. Oh, so there's you know them. The cla- my parents, family, and my best friends. I've got about 10 on hand if need be. Oh, my gosh. Well, we... What is the meaning of this? All right. Yeah. Get at it, Lori. I hope, I hope you're ready. I'm ready. Because this one just <laughs> absolutely cracked me up. Okay. And this was on Insta last night. It's from Kylie Jenner. FYI, our son's name isn't Wolf anymore. We didn't really feel like it was him. I absolutely okay. love that. Okay. Mm-hmm. I love that. First of all, everyone named Wolf actually howled in relief. Chris Jenner immediately ordered a focus group and found out Wolf wasn't a good name because Wolf, as a, as a kid name, is most associated with Wolfie Van Halen, yes, Eddie it Van is. Halen, and Valerie Bertinelli, and he tweeted out or responded or to her saying that, thank bleep. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of funny. I thought it Isn't was it? Per- perfect that they said we weren't feeling it, and yeah. And the focus groups weren't feeling it, Julia. Yeah. That I Chris love- Jenner runs on those baby names. I love that they do focus groups, Lori. Oh, I mean, I don't know it for a fact, but we know that Chris Jenner works harder than the devil. Yep, we do. And it wouldn't surprise me. I would agree. Or maybe the devil works harder than Chris Jenner. Let's not give her that. Okay, fine. <laughs> okay, but yeah, the, the wolves of the world were howling in relief. And apparently, you do have up to one year to change your mind on a baby's name without it being a Big hassle, not that Kylie Jenner would go somewhere and do it in person, but you have a year in most states. I didn't know that. I I, I didn't know that either, but you know, a lot of people sometimes just kind of wait till the baby's born to feel what they think the name is going to be. Yeah. You know, good for them. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, I, I was never feeling wolf. I immediately I thought of Wolfie Van Halen. I just thought, oh, I bet he's just groaning. Right. Right? Righto. Righto. Julia, we're on a three-month countdown. For what? Leo and Camilla. Three-month countdown. Julia, it's a significant date. What has never happened to Leo in all of his girlfriend lives? She's going to turn 25 on what date? Leo, DiCaprio, and um, Camilla, whoever, whoever. Yeah. Okay. Camilla Maroney. Yes. Yeah. She turns 25 this summer in June. And they met when she was 12. And he he was introduced to her by her stepdad, Al Pacino. Right. I remember this. Okay. And then the mom then, dated Al Pacino. And he were, dated yeah, the he, daughter. That's right. In 2017, he met her at the Cannes Film Festival they started dating. She was 19, and he had just split from Nina Agdal, who had just turned 25, like, six months earlier. But they have dated for five years. And um, so I, this is basic biatch-level Hollywood-speak gossip, Julia, but you know what it means. Everyone knows what it means. There has been no girlfriend that is age 25 with Leonardo DiCaprio. You're so right they about that. all aged out. Right, you're right. Well, this so will, will be Camilla something. Make it? Will I think, Camilla make I kinda it? I kind of think she will. 
But here's the thing, though. This year, the Cannes Film Festival, because it's been so low-key the last two years, will be irresistible with the invitations, the models, the parties. If he breaks up with her before Cannes, he will be able to be single Leo in Cannes. Instead of, you know. So I'm just saying, you know. That it just depends on how much fun Leo is looking to have on the Riviera in May after two years of having, you know, a, a low-key fun or no fun at all. I'll, it will be interesting to see what happens. I really think so. Because that's where he met her, at a jewelry party at the Cannes Film Festival, and she was 19. I thought you said Nine. No, she was 19 when they started dating. <laughs> okay, I was thinking they're old family friends or something. But yes, yeah, so, you're right. So I just, I'll let, let's ask Grant. He's a man. Let's say that Grant, you've are been you able a man? to date. Yeah. You're a man who, and you've been able to date a, a string of beautiful women, Giselle Bunchen, mostly models, you mm-hmm. know, gorgeous. And they never have to get past the age of 25 when they start to pester you about where is this going? <laughs> when am I having a baby with you? If you could be single at the Cannes Film Festival and she's turning 25 in June, do you break up now or pretty soon? Mm, if I could be Leo, yeah, I would break up before Cannes just to give myself a nice little uh, free commercial as to set, tell all the other 25-year-olds that I'm single again if I'm looking yeah, at him. Thank you. You know, thank you. That's not me, good- but if it's him, it's like, hey, I'm open again. 25-year-olds, give me a call. Julia, now it's less than three months, the countdown. So you're saying I was... I'm I think you're wrong. I, oh, think you're, I mean, I think you're totally right. Oh, nice. I think you're Good. totally right. I got I mean, one. Nice. Yeah. I mean, why wouldn't you? Because at some point you just... Julia, he's still in his 40s, okay? George Clooney didn't Did settle down until like? he was in, a, in his 50s. He's not looking real hot. Julia, it doesn't matter. He's Leonardo Titanic DiCaprio. All right, fine. Yeah. All right, Remember, fine. I mean, he's Hollywood AD list. <laughs> oh, gosh. I'm not even going to let... I'm not, I'm, I'm not even going to talk about that. <laughs> That's a good new word. It is. I like it. Okay. All right. Julia, all right. Here's another one. Here's another one uh, for you. Um, uh what do you, Holly, what's the Hollywood speak in Maury Povich? His show done after 30 years. Right. No Come ratings. On. That's the Hollywood speak. Or but, maybe no, he and Connie what? are just done and want to go settle down. Bingo. They've worked their butts off. Or they, yeah, that's it, I think. I mean, they just maybe want to be done. They couldn't find the father. Yeah. That's Huh? They, they just couldn't. couldn't they just the couldn't father. find the father. You're so bad, Grant. <laughs> You're so bad. Well, that was what it was always about. Who's the mother? Who's the father? Right? Am I right? I know or? it really was. Okay, so Laura. So they were running. There is a terrible headline out today. Okay. About um, Teresa Judice, that oh. her Louis, who she's engaged to and going to get married to, I think this summer, where she announced she's having the ten bridesmaid at a second wedding. Um, she is going to be, um, he, she won't have him sign a prenup. Oh, Louis has oh, money. Girl, you're in danger. And you're today, in danger. Run. Yeah. today is something like he owes a hundred and something million. Was it a hundred million or one million? He owns the 113,000 
to a vendor. I believe he's in the contracting building business. So he right. stiffed a vendor for 113 and filed bankruptcy for his company to the tune of $1 million. So Teresa, girl, like we said, you in danger. Run as fast as you can. But she's a dating toddler and she has married the first guy who went, oh, you're so sexy, baby, you know, for a long time. You know, she hadn't had anybody fresh say that to her since she was 16. And she's, you know, whatever, 45. So dating toddler needs to run from scamming Lewis. I, I really, I just, every when everybody tells you that you have to sign a prenup, don't be dumb. I don't know why you Julia, wouldn't. I don't here's get that. The, no, no, here's the Hollywood speak. Okay. Don't. Pay attention to what a man says. Pay attention to what he does and what his actions are. She's already been down this road with her first husband, who she had to do almost two years in jail and only got out the last six months of her mom's life. I mean, pay attention to what a man does. If he's already, uh, you know, doing weird videos, filing bankruptcy, filing for, to a million dollars. Okay, I get that you get that, Teresa, but just that's a red flag, like several of them, slow the hell down. But she's already moved in, into a house with them, with their daughters and his kids. Oh, I didn't uh, know they uh, moved in already. Oh, Julia, this is also going to end in tears. <laughs> <laughs> okay, not... Okay, here's one more. All here's right. one for you, Okay. Julia Fox did an interview and she was asked about Kanye and she said he's the ultimate stunt queen. The exposure to me was priceless. I love that. Stunt queen. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> that was great. I kind of like her. She's great. Yeah, she? Well, yeah. For, for, for saying that. And no kidding. And the fact that he didn't have her sign an NDA we're going to get quotes for months. I mean, she's going to live on this. No kidding. Well, I already think she is. I already think well, she, she is. is. But the future um, stunt girlfriends will sign NDAs now. Yeah, there you go, Lori. You know it. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back.